0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, July 13th, 541 AM Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up a half cent at 587 last trade. November soybeans down seven at 1336. September, Chicago, wheat up four and three quarters at 819. September, Kansas City, wheat up three and a half at 871 and a quarter. September, spring, wheat up two at 920 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're on that Apple app, uh, leave me a review if you wouldn't mind. Could use some more reviews there. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We're getting very close to 6,000 subscribers. I think we can probably do it this week. Uh, Hit the like button on these videos. Leave me a comment. Uh, Give me a crop update. Let me know what's going on in your neighborhood. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email has been going out at about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, lots of interesting charts, graphics, weather information. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I had planned on doing just a USDA update as uh, the video, but it turned into a discussion of of the macro situation, the big commodity sell-off, also weather, so kind of a general midday update amid the chaos yesterday. If you guys are interested in this sort of stuff, uh, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. So yesterday was an ugly day for the commodity sector. This is what I would call kind of like a trend day. You know, commodities as a whole, I've got the Bloomberg Commodity Index on my chart or on my uh, screen here. This thing topped back in mid-June and we've done nothing but move lower since. So this index has lost, I believe, about 18% from its June 8th high. That's a big sell-off. So the selling that we're seeing in corn, soybeans, and wheat, it's not just confined to corn, soybeans, and wheat. You've got Energies, you've got other soft commodities, uh, metals, uh, a lot of things are moving lower in tandem. This is not just specific to the grain markets. This Bloomberg Commodity Index lost 3.8% yesterday, which is a big down day. So you had a little bit of a recovery in this thing in commodities in general uh, during the same time that we had that crop scare event, I guess I'd call it, or the crop scare rally. And then yesterday was kind of a trend day where we we reverted back to the trend of lower commodity prices. Uh, The WTI crude oil contract lost uh, $7.90 per barrel in that SEP 22 contract. That's a loss of about 8%. Um, That's a bad deal. So yesterday was generally just a risk-off day. We've got recession fears. We had multi-decade highs in the U.S. dollar index. I think it's as simple as this. Fund traders are exiting length in commodity markets, pretty much across the board. There are a couple of exceptions. Uh, Europe is a mess. The Russia-Ukraine war has resulted in an energy crisis, Uh, general negativity surrounding the Eurozone economy. Uh, We've got inflation here in the United States. I'll talk about that here in a second. COVID issues in China, again, a concern, and this continues to circulate more news. Analysts expect China's second quarter GDP to dip to 1% as a result of COVID issues. Uh, Q1 GDP was 4.8%. China's crude oil imports marked a four-year low in June. Bloomberg reporting this morning that Chinese imports of edible oils fell to a seven-year low in June. Inbound June cargoes of edible oils down 20% versus the prior month, down 75% versus the same month last year. So weak demand from the restaurant industry, along with just general COVID issues in China, to blame for a lot of things. So long story short, I mean, commodities don't act well in recession. I've, I've said it several times. I, I continue to, to reiterate that idea that commodity markets just do not perform well during recessions, and that's what we're seeing here. So the selling that we saw yesterday in corn and soybeans and wheat I don't think it had much to do with the USDA report. I'll talk about that in a second. I don't think it had much to do with weather. I think it mainly has to do with a general just risk-off attitude when it comes to commodities. It's recession fears. Um, It's a strong U.S. dollar. It's all of those things. Now, we will have uh, some inflation data out later this morning. The Bureau of Labor Statistics will release uh, monthly consumer price index or CPI data this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. This will be the most watched item uh, in the outside market are as far as the general economy is concerned today. Ahead of the report, traders expect an annualized inflation rate in June of 8.8%, which would be up from 8.6 in May. That would be the highest rate of inflation on the consumer side since 1981, if confirmed. So today's print may help to influence future Fed decisions regarding policy, interest rates, all of these things. And this is making its way uh, to the consumer, absolutely. Consumer preferences are starting to change. They're away from goods, a lot of retailers indicating that they've had to reduce prices. So uh, the economy is, is- uh, in trouble here to some extent. I think the consumer is concerned regarding inflation and we're going to see some updates regarding that here today. Now let's get into weather. So the forecasts are still dry. Guys, I don't think the sell-off has much to do with weather. I really don't. I mean, we know that seasonals in the row crop markets, you know, they turn negative in, in mid-June and it's not abnormal to see a sell-off in, in corn or soybeans this time of year. I just don't think that the, the drastic selling pressure we've seen here the last couple of days has to do with weather. So The map on my screen is the government map of expected uh, accumulation over the next seven days uh, of rainfall, and it's still very dry. Uh, The eastern Corn Belt catches some rain, uh, the far southeast, but you look at Illinois, Iowa, I mean, the entire Plains, western Corn Belt, pretty much dry here over the next seven days. Uh, Again, six to ten, calling for below normal rainfall, above normal temperatures. Same deal with the 8 to 14. When you look at the model data here this morning, uh, both the GFS and the euro are kind of hinting toward, you know, some rains maybe uh, coming back on, say, Sunday. Through Friday at least next week, and most of it's going to be in the central or eastern parts of the Corn Belt. So beginning on uh, Sunday, you're going to see some accumulation start to build in parts of Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and into the mid South. But still, even even into the extended GFS run, which goes out through the 28th, I believe it leaves a lot of the Western Corn Belt dry. It leaves uh, almost the entire Plains dry, barring some scattered stuff. So I don't think that this big sell off has much to do with weather. I'd probably call the weather a friendly item in regard to the markets I just don't don't think the markets are trading weather at this point like they normally do this is just an oddball year um, we've got a lot of crazy things going on in the outside markets so I think that's the deal guys I don't think weather is the driver of these prices this time around we did have a USDA report yesterday and there were no major surprises uh, USDA left their corn and soybean yield estimates unchanged 177 for corn 51 and a half for beans they did incorporate those June 30th acreage numbers. Old crop demand was cut for both corn and soybeans on the U.S. balance sheets. New crop U.S. soybean demand projections were also cut. Um, Again, the June 30th acreage numbers incorporated. Estimates for both spring wheat and durum wheat production were larger than expected. Uh, USDA made some changes in regard to China and soybeans on their balance sheets. They reduced estimates for Chinese soybean imports and also uh, Chinese soybean domestic crush for the old crop marketing year. They also reduced the new crop Chinese soybean import estimate marginally. So I think USDA is acknowledging this China COVID situation to some extent, at least. But the report was not what moved the market yesterday, guys. I mean, most of this stuff was close enough to trade expectations. There were no major surprises here. So again, this all goes back to general commodity liquidation, recession fears, a strong dollar, those things. That's the stuff that matters here uh, this week. It's, It's not weather and it's not USDA, not in my opinion, at least. The cattle market was one of the very few commodity markets that was able to kind of buck the trend yesterday. Live cattle finished higher, uh, sharply higher in feeder cattle. Not much to speak of yet this week in terms of cash, 145, maybe a little bit in Kansas and the Western Corn Belt yesterday. U.S. dollar marginally lower this morning. The S&P's up seven points. The Dow's up 50. Bonds are flat. Gold's up two bucks. Crude oil is up 68 cents and the September WTI at 93.99. So pretty quiet in the outside markets today. I think they're waiting on this CPI number at 7.30 a.m. Central. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you guys same time tomorrow.